Pathfinder, Chapter 1, You've Embarked. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Matthew 7, 7. In Chapter 1, I will walk you through how to go about doing this study. I'll share with you a lot of nuts and bolts of how to make the process easy for you. But the most important thing that I'll share with you is that it's an opportunity to connect with God, to hear from Him as He gives you a wonderful assessment of your life and who you are. Well, hello, my name is Anna Nash, and I'm so glad that y'all decided to join me today on this path, um, this journey towards purpose, a book that God gave me called Pathfinder. Um, the scripture that God gave um, in the very, very early stages of this material was in Psalm 16, and it says, Thou hast made known to me the path of life, and thy presence is fullness of joy, and thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. And that scripture is so interesting to me because it uses the word path. A path is a long journey. It's not a destination point. And if you notice, he didn't say, Thou hast made known to me the destination of my purpose. Our purpose in life is not a destination. Our purpose is an ongoing, day-by-day dependence on God and nearness to Him to hear what He has to say to us. So thank you for joining me on this journey. Um, put on your seatbelts. Here we go. I'm going to start by telling you a story. The story is um, a, a story that took place in, back in the 1960s. Um, it's a story about a little couple that moved to Birmingham, Alabama. They were new believers in their 20s. Um, and they moved to Birmingham for this man to take a new job. And pretty quickly after they moved to Birmingham, they um, had a little girl and then got pregnant with another little girl um, two years later. Um, they were trying to figure out new life in Birmingham and new life um, with a job and babies and being a young family and, and trying to learn the Lord in new ways and what it meant to study God's Word. Um, and so Christmas morning of 1964, this mom went into labor with their second baby girl. And it was all glorious because it was Christmas morning. They could not believe that they were going to have a literal baby Christmas angel. So they went to St. Vincent's Hospital, which is the Catholic hospital. And there at the hospital, that baby girl was born at 9 o'clock on Christmas morning. And it was a beautiful, glorious picture. There were nuns in the hospital because it was a Catholic hospital. And they walked down the hall singing Silent Night. And then they handed this little baby, wrapped in a blanket, tucked down in a giant Christmas stocking to the mother and father. And it seemed so, so beautiful. Like just perfection, if you can imagine. But the brokenness of this world quickly splashed um, cold water, figuratively speaking, in their face when they realized that this baby had a problem, a significant problem. Um, when they saw the baby girl, she was born with a severe cleft lip and palate. And as soon as this young mom with so many new things and so unsure looked down at this baby girl, she burst into tears and said to the daddy, I will never, ever be able to take care of this baby. Her needs are too great, and I am not qualified. What are we going to do? So the daddy went with the nurses, with the baby, with all of these things that they were having to check out and all of the, the um, medical things that were going on. Um, and the, the young mother laid there in the bed. 
thinking, I'm so alone, and I'm not going to be able to do this. And she glanced up at the end of the bed, and there was a huge painting. And again, since it was a Catholic hospital, it was a religious painting. And it was a giant door with a crack in it with a beam of light peering through. And um, there was a, a knocking hand on the door. And at the bottom it said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will invite me in, I will come in, and I will eat with him and he with me. Typically, we think of that scripture for evangelism, but God wants to be welcomed and invited into our lives with every moment, in every need, in every circumstance. And she felt like that painting had been hung there for her, and that the Lord was saying, invite me into this baby girl's life, and I will come in. That's what she did. She just said, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do, but this little baby is yours. You're going to have to enable me to take care of her. Well, that baby was me. And that was 1964, and you don't have to do the math. I'm 53. Um, yes, that, that's my heritage. Um, so I literally was offered back to the Lord from the first second I was born. I belonged to Him, and I'm so, so very grateful. I think that purpose um, is, is our theme in the coming few sessions, and the definition of purpose is the reason for which something is created. And in that moment, when I was born, because we know in Psalm 139 that God created me in my DNA with a purpose, and that included the struggle, the hardship, the hurt, the brokenness, and the pain. So my sweet little mama, Jane Harris, if you know her, she began to pray from day one. God, help me raise this little girl and show me the purposes for her life and help me to teach those purposes to her. So from the first moment that I can remember, I remember my mom saying, God has a special purpose for your life. You are uniquely created, unlike anybody else, to serve a particular purpose on earth that no one else can serve. She taught me Psalm 139. She mirrored for me what it looked like to be more concerned with the needs of others than my own personal needs. She taught me when I would go to school or when I would go to a party, to, she would say to me, now when you go in the room, you might feel like people are looking at you. We all do, right? Um, she, said, she would put it before me almost like a game. She would say, I want you to go in there and look for somebody in the room who has needs greater than you do. So she began to teach me about purpose from day one. She would write on index cards scriptures about God's design for my life, and I would find them all over. So I'm pretty special. <laughs> I tell people, I was born on Christmas Day. God loves you, but I'm his favorite. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I think that's the very reason this purpose theme is just so much just my mantra. It is my life song. It is my passion to discover the own purpose for, my own purpose for which God created me. But then I believe when I visit with others and get to know them in conversation and community, it is my desire that I can communicate to them that they have purpose, just like my mom did in my life. And I believe that each of you can play that role as well. So purpose, it sounds so vast. It sounds so broad. It sounds so just too much to take in when I think about what's my purpose. It's a little bit daunting. Like it's, God has given me a purpose and it's my job to figure out what that is. And so I'm here to kind of help y'all turn that idea upside down um, and to say 
Purpose is not found in a mission, a project, a pursuit, an endeavor, a moment. Purpose is found in your purpose giver. And you're going to hear me say that week after week after week. In fact, you're going to get tired of hearing me saying it. But that's what I've come to find out where purpose is found. My mantra is be free. It comes from John 8:36 that says, so if the Son of God has set you free, you will be free indeed. So first and foremost, before we look at our unique individual design and purpose, we have to be free. The entanglements of this world, of spiritual warfare, of our culture, we are, we are getting screamed at every day about what our purpose is supposed to be. And we're going to have to realign and lay new tracks to discover the meaning for which God created us. I like to think about the reason, your why. That's a, that's a real, that's just kind of hype right now. What's your why? What's your why? That can make people feel a little bit like, does it make you, it kind of rises up in me like, oh, do I know? And am I doing it? And am I doing well enough? Am I performing? Am I, am I being fruitful? Um, but the gospel sets us free. We're going to talk about that a lot. And we're able to take off the chains of all those messages and all of those lies. Then we are able to be free to run after all that God has created us to be. And the funny thing about purpose is just when you think you've figured it out and you feel like you're in the zone, you know those moments where you're like, yes, this is what I was paid for. Buckle in because then it all changes. <laughs> Do you ever feel like you've walked into your, your life is like walking into a movie 15 minutes late and you're like, what? Wait, I thought I figured it out and then this or now, now this. Uh, wait, who is that character and why is that person here and what's the setting here? I missed the first 15 minutes. Oftentimes, I feel that way about life. So be confused. I'm going to give you the next few um, sessions together. I'm going to give you permission to be confused, to be curious, to be scratched up, to be messed up, because that provides opportunity for the Lord to meet you in new ways. We want to realign. We want to rediscover. We, want to, we don't want to redefine who God created us to be but we want to rediscover it in some really cool ways, like Psalm 139 tells us. Um, Matthew 7, 7 says, Ask and it will be given you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. There's that knocking word again. Knocking, that's the verb. That's where I want you to move into during our times together. You move into a position of seeking, longing, hungering, wanting more, more more. It's okay to say, I want more. The world is telling us, you be enough. You've got all it takes. You're it. But I'm wanting to say to you, you're not. We're not going to pretend here. We are all the same. We all are broken. We are all needy. There's huge spaces in my life to hear God in new ways today. The closer I come to know Him, the further I am away from understanding Him. It is a crazy mixed-up thing that you know that true spiritual maturity is the more you realize how immature you really are. It's the backwards life. It doesn't make sense. Up is down. Back is front. And so as we move into finding our purpose, I don't want you to feel like you have to muster it all up. I don't want you to feel like you have to create anything. 
I don't, in fact, I would encourage you to suppress those desires and say, I don't have to make something of myself because that sets the stage, the stage of emptiness. He wants us to be emptied, poured out and spilled out because that provides an opportunity to, um, to be filled up. Pathfinder is an interactive book. It's a journal. A lot of the reason that God gave me Pathfinder, I believe, is because I was very, very interested in reading books about purpose and meaning in life. And y'all know as well as I do that there are hundreds of these kinds of books out there. Um, there are podcasts, there are videos, there are sermon series. There's so much out there um, that gives you information, whether it be faith-based or secular, about how to find meaning in life and how to find a life where you feel like you're worth something. While, um, while I was struggling through these books, or the reason for which I was struggling through these books was because they would give a lot of wonderful content and then I would like go back to work on Monday morning and I would feel the same. And I would be encouraged, inspired, and motivated for new life and life change and meaning. But then I just didn't feel like I'd put traction on these principles I was learning. Um, so I was talking to other people about purpose and I sensed the same thing in them. And I, I felt like what we needed was a book with projects so that people could personally apply the things that they were learning with each section that they were learning. I'm a project girl. I love to create projects. That's my creative space, if you will. And so um, I had never written a book and I did never intend to write a book but I wanted to put some really cool projects together for people. Then when I began to do that, I realized that it needed content in between. And so as you work through Pathfinder, you will read a little bit and then you will stop and pause when you see a little question or a box or a list of bullet points. And that will give you opportunity at that point to realign before you move forward, just like we were talking about, and knock and say, Lord, I hear all this. I see this in your word. Now, what does it mean to me? So I want you to beg him. Like I said earlier, I want you to say three words over and over and over again. And those three words are, I want more. It says, fear not, little flock. It is his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. I don't really know how to define the word kingdom to y'all. But I know that it aligns with his will, which is in his word. And I know there's some awfully special, meaningful, wonderful things in the word kingdom. And that's what I want. I remember sitting in prayer when the Lord gave me this and I said, I want more. You say that it's your good pleasure to give me the kingdom. I don't even know what that is. You say that it is your will to give me the desires of my heart. I don't even know what my desires are. You, think that you say that these things are good. I don't know how you define good. But whatever you mean by all those words, I want more. And I didn't define what the word more meant. And that's what I ask you to do. With every one of these activities and projects, I want you to say, Lord, I want more. Show me. What do you want to show me? Open my eyes. Clean out my ears. Give me glasses to see. I want to see my life in a new way like never before. And guess what? Because of 1 John 5, 14 and 15, He's going to answer that prayer because it's aligned with His will. And it says, and this is the confidence that we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, we know that he hears us. 
And if we know that He hears us, because He's God, we know that we will receive the things we have asked of Him. Oh, that is amazing. But the little prepositional phrase, or maybe that's not prepositional, according to His will, you teachers can tell me that's not really. It's a descriptive phrase. Um, it, we know that if we ask anything according to His will, there's another one of those words that I can't really define. I can't really explain to you. But I know that I want to be in the center of God's will. That's the definite of wisdom is studying the Word and, and centering yourself under God's will stated in His Word. So that's what this book is. But as you work through these little projects with, your, um, with yourself and with the Lord and with maybe people in your small groups, there's a little bit of a rub. There's a little bit of friction here. You can't help but begin to compare with someone else around you. It's, it's just our flesh. It's the human way where we compare, we hold ourselves up in comparison to others. And as you meet in your small groups, I just want to encourage you not to compare for three reasons. They all start with C, you'll find them in your book. Number one, comparison is the, con the killer of contentment. You've heard that said before, that that's the fastest way to get frustrated and anxious and worried about where you are in life, that you're not in the right place is if you're comparing yourself to someone else. It can even be comparing yourself to someone on Instagram or um, in your classroom or in a coffee shop. The second killer of comparison, it's the killer of community. And we really want to pull together in community. There's a huge gift of community coming together, gathering in conversation with one another because y'all are gonna be shocked in your groups People are going to hear from the Lord about you and your life. They're going to speak truth into you. They're going to give you God's word. They're going to say, hey, did you see what you said about your life? Do you see how that lines up with this? They're going to see things that you don't see. So the Bible has so much to say about one another, one anothering, and that's all about community. And so I just encourage you not to compare and it will it'll kill your contentment. It will kill the community in your group. The third C is um, my favorite, and it's it will kill you hearing your personal call from God. Because if you're listening for the girl next to you or the guy next to you, if you're listening for their calling, you're not your ears won't be cleaned out to focus and hone in on what he's saying to you. And y'all, your calling is amazing. Not only that, it's different than the calling about for, to the person next to you, but they're all equal in God's. Why would God create one person as his child that he gives a better calling than another? I, I just don't believe that that's God our Father. He loves us all. He is the potter. He is the clay. It all looks different. And so um, comparison is the killer of contentment, community, and hearing your own personal call from God. And so here's where we're going to have the gospel punch. I hope that every week I give you a punch in the gut of the gospel. The, re the way that you can not compare is by giving yourself an A+. Plus. Right now. We haven't even started. I used to have a Bible teacher in high school. Um, and I went to a Christian high school, and we had a Bible teacher. And the first day of school, in the beginning of the year, he would look out at the classroom, and he would say, everyone in this room has a 4.0 because we hadn't been measured yet, right? There had been no test. Well, I want to say to you, we're 
letting you have an A plus. There's a box in your book where you put an A plus. You get an A plus right now before we ever start. And this is what's going to enable you to not compare, to not measure yourself based on the lies in your head and based on what's swirling around you emotionally. The reason that you get an A plus is because of the righteousness of Christ. Y'all, this is an amazing thing. And if you've never understood what that phrase means, if you're a Bible Belt person like me, maybe you've heard it all your life, the righteousness of Christ, clothed in His righteousness. This is a great exchange, that when Jesus died on the cross, a perfect record, and I had a miserable failure, not A plus, F record, it was the great exchange. He gave me His perfect record, and I'm a practical girl, and I need to know this as practical as possible so that I understand it in my daily living. And I can't tell you how many times I undress in failure and put on the robe of righteousness in Christ. That is the gift that He's given me, and that's available to you today. And so when people in your group start to say, oh, I didn't do very good on this part, or oh, you aren't going to like my life map, or I only got two bullet points and Anna put 10 in this book, I want y'all to look at each other and go, it doesn't matter. You have an A+. Plus. Pathfinder and your journey through this book, this is not a measuring stick of your worth. That's already been decided on the cross. So that's where we're going every single time. Are you going to get pulled? Yes, every week. You're going to be pulled to fear to disillusionment, to anxiety, to brokenness, to inadequacy. Can I get an amen? amen. It's going to come back. It's going to come back tomorrow and the next day and the next because we live in this broken world. But I just want to affirm each one of you right now as I look out there at you, each of you is robed in a beautiful robe of righteousness because you are His children and that's where you're choosing to align yourself. So, um, Continue to ask, continue to seek as we walk forward. Jeremiah 33, 3 says, Call to me and I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. There's a whole lot about myself and my life that I don't know right now in this moment. And I've done a Pathfinder a few times. Um, but he is saying, call out to me. And so that is, that is our takeaway from this first lesson is to align yourself and posture yourself with a spirit that's not just a little bit hungry for a snack. An insatiable appetite because you haven't eaten in days. That's the kind of appetite I want you to run after Pathfinder with every single week. Lastly, the secret sauce of Pathfinder. I've had people email me and have, they've had pretty um, significant experiences going through this book. P things that you would not believe things that only God could have done by His design. Some might call it miraculous. Um, I've had other people, I'll see somewhere and they'll say, oh, I did your little Pathfinder book, that was cool. <laughs> um, I just want you to know, I know the difference. I know the secret sauce. The secret sauce of those who've had significant experiences are those who have heard from the Lord. Because all this Pathfinder is, all it is, is His Word and truth. And I'm committing each of you, and everyone that goes through this book, I'm committing you to Him. And I'm saying, Lord, they're yours. If it was my responsibility to give you purpose through this book, oh, I don't want that. But thank God it's not up to me. And so it's, the ball's kind of in your court to take this and point back to Him 
to align with Him and to enter this assessment, His assessment of your life, not Myers-Briggs, Strengths Finders, Enneagrams, none of that. Why not have enough faith to believe that we can get our own personal assessment from the one who created us? I believe that's possible for me and for you. Each week, um, I'm going to close our time with a benediction and a blessing. Um, the definition of benediction is the bestowing of a blessing. And I could pray for you, but there are no greater blessings that I could give for you than a benediction. So today's benediction comes from Hebrews 13, 20 and 21, if you want to bow your heads. Now may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do His will, working in us that which is pleasing in His sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. We are so excited you've embarked on your own Pathfinder journey. We have many resources to help you along the way. So visit beaconpeople.org and click on the resources tab for more information to purchase a Pathfinder book and or videos. If you want to be connected with a Pathfinder coach or a small group, then contact us through our website and we will be happy to help.